0: You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers,
1: analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's sports media payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. And welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the opening, it's quite rare that we have a sports team, especially a Boston sports team, step in it as much as the Bruins have managed to do so over the last 72 hours. So to help us. Sift through all of this from a PR perspective, we bring in John Guilfoyle, who's the head of JGPR. They're based in Georgetown, Mast, specializing in government and crisis work. John, how are you? Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Great, Alex. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yeah, no, it's good to get in touch here. So I saw your tweet about the Mitchell Miller signing Sunday night, and you sent out for all of our talk and talk and talk about the major sports teams in Boston. We have to call this what it is, a rare obvious public relations blunder that created a crisis where there was none before. We see it all the time in the perf- in the corporate world. And before I ask for a couple examples of things that you may find similar to this, that's what I keep going back to with the Bruins. We can talk all about organizational values and all of that, and that's worthy of discussion. But if you just look at it like this, they're off the best start in franchise history, 10 and two. This is a 20 year old kid anyway, who probably wasn't going to help him out this year regardless. They invited this mess for no reason why
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's a great sort of segue into this because you know it, it, people like me can't stand even thinking about this type of stuff because we do sports to get away from work for the most part right. and to watch such an obvious public relations mistake um is is disheartening because you know they are up off to a great start uh, their their players are playing like you've turned the clock back their goalkeeping is their goaltending is terrific to start the year, you know, it's it's a distraction that I don't think is needed. And it's not lost on me that that they lost the first game after the crisis right. struck. So that that's something the players obviously are affected by. I'm not saying they lost because of this, but certainly you know, that's the first question everyone's asking the players in the dressing room when this is all going on.
1: Yeah. And I, I think there certainly is not a coincidence that they lost the first game after this. This stuff matters. Um, you also tweeted that the Miller signing was truly poisoned by an abysmal statement and poor strategy made trying to preemptively justify the signing. So my question is, what do you mean by that? How did the Bruins make a bad signing even worse by their statement in Don Sweeney's press conference last Friday?
0: You know, we see this all the time and you know the Boston Globe's Bob Holler, another sports reporter, investigative reporter. I you know, spent the last couple of years going after school districts that in many cases felt like they were doing the right thing and just really fumbled the transparency, the communications process that is necessary when you do something controversial. Uh, Ultimately, we don't know if Mitchell Miller deserves a second chance, and this process will do nothing to to shed light on that for us. We've learned nothing about Miller's character, how he is as an adult now. We don't really understand why the Bruins did this. And to me, The most glaring example is Don Sweeney talking about his tremendous offensive capabilities. He's a pro-talent player. None of that is relevant when you sign a person like Miller. If the Bruins truly, truly wanted to take on a project, and that's what Miller is. He's not a player. He's not a talent. He's not a goal scorer. He's a project, and he's a distraction. If they really wanted to take him on as a human, you have to forget about anything involving sweaters and sticks. You need to sign him if you're even going to go that far, and I would have advised against it. I think it's too complicated and, and not necessary for this team. You know, if you're going to bring him on as an employee, you've got to bring him on as, as, a, as a puck boy, as an as equipment manager. You've got to bring your beat reporters into this process when you're scouting him. You have to talk to his family, everybody that yeah. was around him as a kid, the victim. They didn't talk to the victim or the victim's no. family. You have to bring your beat reporters and your Kevin Paul DuPonts with you before you make any decisions and let the public know, hey, here's a here's a 30 for 30 for you. We've got this project, this ridiculously talented hockey player who may never get to play professionally because – of all of these horrible things he did and he's come to the league and he wants to be judged on, on his merit or judged on how he is now. And what do you think? We are, we're going to show you him. We're going to look at him. We're going to talk to him. Ultimately this kid never should have been promised anything from any team except maybe we'll help you become a better adult. And if two or three years from now, people are generally convinced yeah, maybe he does get the opportunity to profit off his talents. Listen, in this country, Am- Americans love a good apology. They love a, they, Americans have a hard time kicking a sorry person. So if you come out and you have a true moment of contrition or you truly show that you're committed to bettering yourself and your actions speak louder than your words, people have a really hard time keeping you down in this country. The fact of the matter is, well, we may never get that opportunity with Miller because it was rushed. They they put him out there as the next player. We signed him to a multi-year deal. He's very talented. But there was this incident. Right. It it was hollow. It was a poor effort. And they tried to justify something that they frankly knew was going to cause trouble for them.
1: And I think you nailed on a couple things. Number one, the framing that this was just one incident was so disingenuous. This was not one incident. Yes, he was involved in court with one incident, uh, the lollipop around the urinal, which is disgusting. But this continued for years. And even after uh, when he was 14, it continued. The victim's mother said, and you mentioned in America, we love a good apology. Mitchell Miller did not deliver a good apology. He no, apologized to this kid via Instagram, John, two weeks ago. So, I mean, there must there are PR professionals working in the Bruins. If you look at that and go, well, has he apologized? No, he sent a message to this kid two weeks ago on Instagram. Like, what? Yeah.
0: It just shows that there there remains a lot of work for this young man to do. He's not ready to be brought out here as a hockey player yet, and the Bruins either didn't do their homework or they they poorly misjudged their brand equity by trying to say here you know trust us he's going to be great we're going to do what needs to be done he's going to put the work in don't worry uh, people don't take anybody for their word. You have to you have to show something and Boston sports fans are, are very smart. You know, yeah, sports radio was divided almost 50-50 on this kid on Friday and Saturday, but it began to really turn against them. Um to, you know, after after the initial shock of uh, oh, he was only 14 ended and people began to to see reason. But yeah, the Bruins and Miller's own quote in the Bruin statement really did, I think, a lot of damage. Number one, as you said, talking about this being one incident when it was clearly a pattern. In fact, bullying by its definition cannot be one incident. Right. So the Bruins knew that. But also in the statement, including Miller's quote, you know, making references to it being seven years ago, you know, back in middle school, a long time ago. Uh, time is not the cure for all wounds in this case. You know, you just you just signed a deeply troubled uh, athlete to your roster and he has a lot to account for still in life before the the general public and in fact before the nhl is going to allow him to use his talents to make a living so they they didn't do their homework in this case
1: And Gary Bettman said over the weekend that he's not even sure Mitch Miller will be allowed to play again. So clearly the Bruins didn't even do that homework either. And you mentioned brand equity. I think that's a good point, that the Bruins, it seems like more than anything, just misjudged it. Fans are often blind followers of the teams they root for. That's true, but not always. And this is one of those cases, and the Bruins totally missed that here.
0: Yeah, we love our teams. And we, you know, obviously original, six franchise, a really popular franchise. You know, the people in the Bruins... Organization are generally perceived as good humans, um, not just in management, but the, in in the in the dressing room. I mean, people like like Patrice Bergeron. You know, these are people that are have have good stature, good character, people that are well liked in the community, and you can tell even you know even Bergeron didn't appear comfortable yeah. when asked about this. So you know, you've really you've really got to do some work when you uh, voluntarily take on a crisis or a project, as the Bruins did here, and it just looks like a, a, a miss in this case, unfortunately. Uh, there have been much worse ones out there, and you know we, we've seen some really real terrible things in, in sports. We don't need to go into all of them right now, but yeah, as far as it goes, in terms of being a public relations blunder, this certainly ranks up there, at least in recent history, for Boston sports.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, I know you're a big sports fan. Can you think of anything off the top of your head that maybe – Considers to this?
0: Yeah, I think the Patriots over the years have brought in some quote-unquote uh, uh, character, or mean you know, poor yeah. character people. Uh, Albert Haynesworth being an example, yep. where the Patriots really dodged a bullet. I think where you know the, the you know the writing was on the wall for him. You know he had some real episodes in his career, and and Coach Bell, Bill Belichick obviously likes to to have coached uh, mercurial talent. Uh, you know, o, you know, Ocho Cinco who didn't work out, but wasn't a character problem in right. in, in Boston. Um, you know, Randy Moss, obviously, who had a lot of uh, issues, uh, you know, on and off the field, but ultimately worked out as a as a talent. But then you had some like like Haynesworth that ultimately had to be let go quickly. Um, so we, we we have those examples. We're not going to get into some of the other people that the Patriots have brought in over the years, but uh, certainly uh, we have those examples and. Even the Patriots brand equity, uh, Bill Belichick's equity has been tested through some of those uh, acquisitions over the years.
1: So if you were if the Bruins were bringing in you now, John, John Guilfoyle, oh, we have a crisis. Let's bring him in. Um, how would you advise them on how to move forward and show fans and the people of Boston that they actually do care about this kind of stuff and that Mitchell Miller is not what their organization stands for?
0: Well, ultimately, we'll never really know, will we? I mean, we'll never know if Mitchell Miller, uh, you know, truly was going to realize some degree of potential, or or if the Bruins. I mean, it, it's possible that the Bruins were the franchise that could have actually rehabilitated his his humanity, his character, and maybe given him a career. Uh, it, it's it's callous to think about it in these terms, but. When you, when you fumble the public relations, when you, when you make the communications fall by the wayside, you can really ruin the actual effort. You can actually take a good intentioned program or, or practice and poison it by doing bad public relations. Ultimately, the Bruins may have been able to help this kid you know, evolve in his life and his career, but we'll never know. So at this point, they're doing what they have to do. They're, they're apologizing and they're apologizing at the top. I don't think we've heard from owner Jeremy Jacobs yet on this topic, but we've heard from Cam Neely. We've heard from the top uh, hockey operations people uh, as we need to, and they've apologized, which is the right thing to do here. But ultimately, the the debrief, the post-mortem on this will be, um, why do we get ourselves in this situation? The, The answer is, it's not because you went and scouted uh, Mitchell Miller. It's not because you were interested in this person. It's because you you did it wrong, and you did not do it with, in a transparent way that invited again your beat reporters, your public, your right, fans, yeah. other you know third party oversight to come in and say, okay, here's a project. Again, I, I said before, thirty for thirty style. Really throw those cards on the table and say, here's something we're looking at. Wow, is it going to be an uphill battle for him? And let the you know kind of let. The natural course go, um, but right now it's apology mode, and that's ultimately what what needs to happen for the Bruins. This is not going to ruin their season. This is not you know you're not going to have fans boycotting the Bruins over this. They ultimately yeah. they ultimately made the right call after making a series of bad calls. Based on the initial uh, effort put forth, they they weren't going to be able to keep this kid on their roster. There was no path forward for him they had un- unanimous media and a lot of fan backlash against the Bruins so really they had to turn around in this case and it's unfortunate because I can I can see because I've been behind the scenes a lot in my career I can see what they wanted to do here they just never put themselves in a spot no. to do it unfortunately
1: yeah and I think they did, certainly did not help Mitchell Miller either if that was something that they wanted to do here um John Guilfoyle thanks so much for the time very informative.
0: thanks Alex take care